Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Dice today. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. The coterie escaped the club and found sanctuary at Maydame Alone's before setting off to recover in their own ways. Bridley is slowly healing while he hunts for a metal worker to make more silver bullets. Everett needs to buy new clothes and have his fated meeting with Jocelyn St. James. And Iris was cleared of the murder of Gordon Stevenson and reunited with Emily. What horrible surprises await the country now that everything seems to be going right. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. The night off has begun and is off to a rip-roaring start. Uh, having been cleared of um, the, the crimes levied against her uh, through some clever flesh-crafting and uh, a thrall who is now leading a real strange life, uh, Iris Dunn, uh, you are off the hook and having a bath. Um, I've got the feeling that this is kind of going to be your night. It's probably going to be like talking to Emily and then just relaxing, being yourself again. Um, I imagine this is the first of like several baths or showers uh, in kind of a I got a washler lean like I got a deep cleanse my undead flesh 
Um, so I'm imagining this is actually probably going to take you off the board for most of this session. But um, before we do that, I did want to just check in and see um, if you're going to convey this to uh, Ridley and Everett, and if so, what, what you think you'd send them. Yeah, I definitely, like, probably text Everett because I, I know that Ridley won't get it. Um, so I'd, I'd either call or text them to be like, oh, uh, sorry to run away. I just got really excited because I get to be a little bit of myself again. Um, by the way, uh, cleared of all uh, wrongdoing. Police no longer are uh, chasing after me. W -H -E 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 -E. Bad news. Yeah. Bad news. There's there's a, a pseudo Gordon Stevenson running around. So, sorry. <laughs> Just let him be. Uh, great. I'll I'll call uh, Ridley because uh, I'm out. I'm well. Out here's the question: Are you guys going shopping together, or are you going Ooh. like on on separate trips? Did you need to buy stuff? Well, I'm going to a metal worker, but I don't fucking oh, need yeah. to buy, like, pants. Unless we feel like I need something fancy. You know what? I think we should combine these things, because I'd like to get your advice on the armaments that I want to get dealt with, and I feel like oh, I can help you with the fashion, because, frankly, you look like a homeless police officer, and I don't think that's the look you want as, like, a vampire badass, especially not if we got to go to this fucking Elysium. we got to get fucking fancy, like, classy as shit. Also... What the fuck's going on with Iris? Should I be worried? Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll just read this out to you here. Uh, she's, uh, sorry, she took off early. She's, uh, taking the night to get back to being herself. Uh, uh, she's been cleared of all charges and suspicions. We, uh, and, uh, apparently, uh, Gordon Stevenson lookalike, I guess, is sent out into the world to, I guess, make sure to cover her tracks. So that's the end of that, I guess. That's fucking convenient. All right. Well, that's nice. So she'll be all right. I guess she doesn't need any new fucking clothes because she's all fancy again. So we can kind of let her mince yeah. about whatever the fuck she does. And we Look, can just go do our thing. I was just going to buy a new shirt, coat, and hat. Yeah, but you, do you think that's going to go over well in Elysium? I don't think so. So we'll get you a shirt, coat, and hat for day to day, and then we've got to get you an Elysium outfit, you know? You're going you to court for the first time. You can't go to court dressed like a homeless person. Then you go to fucking jail. you got to look like a business person. But is a tuxedo or what? Well, I think we should look at what we can find at this hour, uh, but maybe tuxedo. Here's the problem. Iris is the only one who knows how we should fucking dress. And she's off, I don't know, having a bath and being like, ooh, fancy. So we're just going to have to fucking wing it. We could call Dedrick if you want. I mean, he seems to know about previous Elysiums. Okay, yeah, that's pretty fucking good. Uh, and I just call up one of the burner phones. Um, you uh, you hear some, like, fumbling. And that's that thing people do where they're like... I, I, guilty of this all the time where i can't remember which uh key buzzes people in so i just hit the three that it might be one of so if you're down there's just like beep, beep, and then the door opens. so you just hear that and you hear dead saying hello beep, hello um hi well, uh, i'm I put i'm putting you on speaker just so you know uh so we've got to go to this elysium do we have to dress fucking fancy for this like what's the dress code oh uh well i mean you don't have to but you probably should i mean 
uh, the who's who of, of Camarilla are, are going to be there. Um, I think it's, it's honestly, it's the, the first of its kind in centuries. Um, I, I would say dressing up fancy. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to wear my patented shark sweater. I'm going for something much fancier. Don't know what yet, but it's probably going to have feathers. Okay, so we talking like regular tucks and tails, fancy, or are we talking like, oh, everyone dresses up like Napoleon because people are a fucking million years old? Oh, uh, that's a good question. There will definitely be some Napoleon outfits, I am sure. Um, but here's here's what I would warn you. Um, Elysium is all about showing the other coteries and, and the rest of, uh, of the, the Camarilla society um, here in uh, Montreal uh, what you're about. So dress dress up, sure, but um, make sure it reflects you. So, uh, for instance, I, I, I don't know that um, Mr. Fry in a tuxedo would necessarily represent uh, him or what he's capable of, and I, I would imagine uh, you would leave yourself open to some rather vicious mockery. Uh, as I said, my, my friends um, can, can be a bit mean sometimes, like that time they sent those Inquisitor folks after me, which was a pretty good goof. Um, but they can be very, very mean, and, and uh, sometimes you can take social damage from which you will never recover. So, uh, you know, just be ready. So, like, ourselves, but nicer. Like, yeah. if you were going to, like, a wedding or something. Yeah, where like... you had to be terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this was a video game, it would be, like, the cool downloadable content that they make you pay for to look like like yourself, but extra cool. Do you play video games? I don't know I'm really what any sure. of that means. Do you uh, know what that means? No, I don't know what that means. Okay, in terms of, like, let's say, uh, you know, The Godfather, where you've got a bunch of gangsters getting together, and everyone's got to be there, but you've got to dress nice. So what we're saying is, little bit scary, little bit classy, but, you know, don't fucking lie about who you are or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, if you were a master swordsman going to Elysium, you'd want to, like, wear your swords in a cool ceremonial fashion so people saw you're really good at swords. Um, but it'd be really weird if that person showed up in a tuxedo because it'd be like, well, why why not a sword outfit? You know, I don't know what a so sword let's outfit say, is. But... Let's say you were mangled in a fucking fire. Uh, would people make fun of you for that? Or do you need like some sort of Phantom of the Opera fucking mask? Uh, I mean, you, you could wear a Phantom of the Opera mask, but no, I, I think um, that was a that was a, a pretty big to do. And also, um, I, I believe uh, you, I, I think I saw, was that Azaria Tyrell running away? Because she's, she's been around um, and she carries some sway. So if you're pals with her uh, and you helped her, uh, I think people just kind of recognize, I mean, your friend, obviously, because uh, I, I don't know who we're talking about who might have a burnt face right now. Um, but uh, your friend with a burnt face would probably look like a hero for having helped I'll, save I'll, her. I'll put my hand over the mic on the, on the phone and just say, Gordon Stevenson. And then I'll take my hand off and be like, yeah, I think Miss Tyrell may have already kind of uh, flexed on our behalf. We must be real good friends. Oh, that's great. Oh, I fucking get it. And then he covers it up and he's like, she's got to fight Gordon Stevenson. I get it. I fucking yeah. get it. Crafty. I like it. I like her. Wait. Hello? Do you Am I still on speaker? I oh, oh, I'm sorry. We're losing you. Uh, and then he just like breaks the phone in half and throws it away. And he's like, ah, uh, so... What about that fucking uh, Australian woman who set me on fire? You got to meet her, right? So, yeah, I got to get some clothes and then I'm heading over to meet her. Okay, yeah. so we can do the clothes together and then I'll go and we can do all the placement for the weapons together and then I'll go eat and you can go find a fire lady. You're going to eat again? Have you seen my fucking face? And he just points at like his weird two face half. He's like, this gets better when I fucking eat. I found that out today when I ate that police officer. 
Uh, hold up. When did you eat a cop? I ate him before I came upstairs. There was this homophobic cop, and I fucking ate the fuck out of him, and that's why I feel so much better. The boys brought a cop to the bar? No, the boys brought a homophobic cop to the bar <laughs> as a fucking snack. <laughs> what? <laughs> just, just the hands up on his head. Oh, no, of... no. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Don't worry. I've got that construction contact. So we'll take him. The body will get fed into the basement of a new condo. Nobody will ever find it. You don't have to worry. We're going to be fine. Ridley, this cannot come back to us, all right? No, it's it bad won't. enough. It's... He's going in the basement. He's not going to fuck his friends. He's a shitty homophobe. Fuck him. I get that. I get he's a shitty homophobe and you ate him and that's... I can't change the past or anything like that. But have you spoken to the boys about how careful they were in apprehending and bringing him to, to Mayday Malone's? Yeah, I assume they're fucking careful. They kidnapped assume the cop. They're not fucking nothing, dumb. Ripley. <laughs> okay, boys, is... we need a fucking talk, apparently. Come on up, Chonky, you too. Let's fucking do this. They tromp up, but I imagine it's like a it's like a class worried that they're gonna get in trouble with the teacher. Yeah, but instead of like adorable little urchins, it's just these like massive dudes. Um and uh they're all like, uh, what, what's going on, boss? Okay, so Everett is worried that you may have been seen kidnapping that shitty police officer that I ate. So were you careful? Um and Chonky just kind of looks around and is like, Wait, you idiots kidnapped a cop? And um Ryan, what's a what do you think is like the like the fifth in command? Like he's pretty far down the chain, but uh was responsible for this particular part of the operation. Spunker. Spunker. Um <laughs> so Spunker um uh who uh, I think we're gonna say uh like a uh, big smiley round face and he's got that like um like civil war facial hair where it's like it comes down um sort of like down to his chin, chin is shaved, up and over, almost a mutton chop situation going on. Um, so mustache and chops, but no, but his, his sweet little cleft chin is just ever so visible. Yeah, and the mutton chops are bright blue and glittery. Yeah, yeah, I mean, of course. What other color do mutton chops get me? That's what I've learned from old-timey photos. Um, and uh, he's like, oh, don't worry about it. It was really great. <laughs> you see, we decided to disguise ourselves because we're a little noticeable, so... Uh, we just dressed like construction guys. Just put on the construction vests and the hats, uh, and uh, then we got the cop. We all, we were a few guys short of a YMCA, but it was pretty close. This was at a live construction site. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was just sitting around. Uh, he's supposed to be just keeping an eye on the site, but uh, you know who watches the watchman, right? No one had eyes on him. So uh, pow, pow, bag over the head. In you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. I just want to make sure I got this right. You brought. You abducted a police officer and brought him here while we were sleeping. So that means you abducted him in broad fucking daylight at a live construction site. Uh, yeah, the boss said he was hungry. I had to go get him a snack. I mean, look, if, you know, when Chonky wants a cheeseburger in the morning, we still go to McDonald's and demand they make him a cheeseburger. So the boss said he wanted a snack. We wouldn't got a snack. What's the big deal? Who was there when you abducted the police officer? Raise your hands. Who, who did that? So it's um, Spunky and um, Blazane Hansen, uh, who is more an otter than a bear, but he's trying. 
Um, and uh, he's just one of those guys whose metabolism is just too good for him to quite get to bear. Uh, and he's sitting there and he's just like um, eating a morning poutine. Or I guess it's evening, so he's, he's chowing down a poutine. He's like, yeah, what? Yeah, I helped. Me, Blazane so Hansen. It's two people then, basically? It's yep. These two guys did it? Yeah, Spunker and Blazane. I, I turn to, to Ridley and say, these two guys can't be here for a little while. Well, I mean, they, got, they got to lay low somewhere. Yeah, well, they lay low in a fucking basement. We don't have much. We got this place, and then we got nothing. Uh, the bear, right, I don't want to send them home. Like, they all, yeah, they all do have individual residences uh, throughout town. Oh, we don't want to send them to their own house. Uh, wait, Chunky, you're going to stay here because you're a vampire now. you got a fucking <laughs> apartment. Why don't we put them in your place? That's a good idea. Yeah, just, uh, just don't look under the bed. Okay, you guys are going to go there. You're not going to look under the bed, and you could come out in 10 to 14 days. I don't want to see you leave any apartment. You fucking Uber Eats. People do No, do you know what? Don't Uber Eats. That's a bad idea. Call the other boys. I'm so used to not having you after this fucking sewer. Okay, so they'll feed you, and you stay. And you know what? If you have to go out, which, again, you don't, you wear a mask because that'll keep you safe from other people seeing you or you seeing other people. So stay in. Give us your phones. You don't get phones, and they'll bring you food. It's ten to fourteen days until we know you're clear. Are you I point to TJ to... and everyone else, all the other boys in the bar, and I say, "You all work on your story, by the way, because they will be sending someone bad to ask around." Well, you don't know if they tracked him back here. It if they, they tracked him at all, he'll they'll come back here asking questions, anything like that. It's better to have a concise. And straight story shared amongst everyone. Right. It was karaoke night. Everyone was here. And then everyone was cleaning up after karaoke night through the day. Nailed it. And you, and you didn't see, uh, and I'm sorry, I legitimately forgot their names. Uh, no. Spunker um, and Blazane Hansen. And no. you did not see Spunker. And- that is not true. Don't say that. Spunker and Blizzane helped you here. We're not throwing them to fucking jail. Then they just won't get to talk to him and it'll all blow over when we blame it on someone else if they show up. If they were here, they're going to ask where they are so they can talk to them as well. Okay, say that Spunker and Blizzane work for the orphans. They're not actually with this gang. They're with the orphans, the vampire biker gang who own that strip club I want. That and works for me. Chonky's like, all right, looks like we're in agreement. Spunker, that was real dumb. It's going to cost you. And uh, he just reaches out and tugs on the, the, the blue sparkly uh, button chops. He's like, defining features are uh, going to be a real problem. So get shaven. And you just see Spunker's eyes go wide. He's like, oh, come on, boss, not that. He's like, that's, that's the, the cost of stupidity. It's going to cost you those mutton chops. Those beautiful, majestic mutton chops. And Ridley will step forwards because he's got to stay magnanimous as the group leader and be like, okay, boys, so you did something I love, but you also fucked up, which means you're going to be punished for 10 to 14 days and you're going to lose your mutton chops. <laughs> however, however, sometimes, if you do good, by the end of the month, I'm sending you both to Barbados for an all-inclusive for a week. But only... They fucking believe this orphan story. So you've got to stay hidden and you've got to do your job. And then you get to go to Barbados, all right? They, they, they nod. And um, uh, Lizane is like, I've always wanted to go to Barbados. And Spunker's like, oh, it wasn't high on my list, but yeah, okay. Guess I can regrow my chops there. Chunky, give him your keys. 
Now you two fuck off. Uh, Hold a Dinkledorf Dinkledorf Cab Company, and he gives him a Dinkledorf card. And he's like, hold it, that way nobody will know where the fuck you go. No more Uber is shit. No one can know where you are. Okay, do it. Uh, They they fuck right off. Uh, Off they go. Uh, Out into the world and to flag a cab from the beloved Dinkledorf Cab Company. So, um... Ryan, did you have uh, any other words for the, the Bear Boys before you guys go on your shopping adventure? I know you'd mentioned wanting to confront them about the uh, the Satin Prince business. Yeah, what the fuck happened with the Satin Prince? Yeah. I might as well. <laughs> we kind of. Here. What the fuck <laughs> happened? That's a really good point. <clears throat> You're welcome. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you. They all, they, they all get real sheepish. And um, Chonky's like, uh, it's... Uh, I, I, I got to admit, we're still kind of new to this whole... Uh, magic thing and uh we all just thought we really liked his music style ability charisma uh but i think he cast some kind of spell on us uh a bunch of us were compelled to do stuff we wouldn't normally do uh like fight you uh and abandon the bar and such but uh you know i guess the the lesson was that we loved too much and too well and it fucked us but where and when did this start happening? We can't assume that one vampire hypnotized or enthralled another yeah, did he, coteries. Did he come here? Like, how did he fucking find uh, we, you? We went to the concert. You, you you hooked us up with tickets. So we, we went we went there. And, uh, from what we saw, it was a lot of his fans were, uh, you know, he was handing out shots and backstage passes. And uh, one thing led to another. So- and. So did you do it because you loved him? Is that what you were saying? Like your love was perverted or whatever? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it felt like we were just really excited. Uh, and it was an honor to be in his, his, you know, cool inner circle. The next thing you know, we were groupies. But I, I think, honestly, look, I, it's not the first time someone's tried to slip something into my drink. And normally they walk away with one hell of a black eye or some jail time. But uh, in this case, it was... Uh, so strange it was just uh, all the feelings we felt towards him were amplified it was it was crazy it's like we could hear him in our heads just singing private tunes just for us honestly it was the best relationship i've ever been in i just wish it wasn't a weird coercive hypnotized non-consensual thing hey everybody tom mcgee here your friendly neighborhood dm and i just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows i hope you're having a great time obviously we are i'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now but uh, i hope you're enjoying it and uh we're enjoying you being here and listen if you want to get a little bit more involved uh in our show and with the various things we do you can check out patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Yeah, that sounds fucking awful. Um, so I'm aware of one kind of supernatural bond that we could do, but it becomes like a question mark. So it would be voluntary if you boys wanted to do it. But if you drink a vampire's blood three times, then you'll fall deeply in love with them, which will mean they might be able to help you fight off these other weird love potion bullshit. I mean... I'm not saying it's going to be mandatory, but, you know, if we gave you all a little bit of my blood three times, then we'd uh, bond a band together. Or our love would tear us apart. I mean, look, I've established the, the Bear Boys, we... We love pretty hard, and our hearts ache sometimes from that. So, uh, Ridley, with all due respect, sir, if we all fell in love with you, 
think we'd uh, it'd probably be one of those poly situations that uh, is real good for a time, and when it's good, it's real good. Uh, but then we'd eventually all end up at each other's throats. We wouldn't be able to be in the same room. There'd be a lot of weird breakups and stuff. Uh, honestly, I don't want to put the boys through that, and I don't want to put you through that, sir. Um, but it is good to know. I think really the, the lesson here is let's never go to a Satin Prince concert again. But as I understand, that's really not going to be an issue because uh, you killed him and such. So, yay. Okay, then I think we'll put an, a, a more abstract rule on this. Uh, we only drink here. We could go out and we could see a fucking show, but we'll only drink at TJ Malone's because I don't think TJ is going to drug you. And he just points to like <laughs> an exhausted war vet behind the bar. And he's like, he's fucking reliable. Yep. <laughs> he says spitting into a glass and shining it. <laughs> okay, so we only drink here. Uh, and I got two jobs for you then. Uh, job one, take Chonky. We need uh, Chonky and Harvey. I need you to get coffins. I want one that Harvey likes. I want one that Chonky likes. I want one that seems uh, ever appropriate. And I want the fanciest fucking wanker coffin for Iris. Uh, and I want you to put him in a basement. Every, do you want anything for the office? Do you want like some sort of fancy chair or some fucking thing? It's really fine. It's it's all it's all right as it okay, is. Okay, he's he's fine. Um, TJ, do you need anything? Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay, so get the coffins. Uh, and that will be. I said there was two things. I think there might only be one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just the coffins. That seems pretty fucking solid. And uh, the nod, and one of the dumber bear boys is like, "All right, five race car coffins coming up." And Chonky's like, "No, you know what? You stay here. We're we're not sleeping in race cars again." Oh, oh, I remember the other thing. Yeah, you stay, and then like two smarter boys stay. If this is going to be our thing, where it's the only place we can drink and stay safe, I need you to go out and get those fucking metal detectors or whatever, and I want you to go through the old bar and the old basement and see if you can find any bugs or anything so we can clean those cunts out, and then we're fucking fine moving forward because it'll never be empty. That's the trick to having a good fucking night out. So sweep the fucking place and clean it out of any sort of fucking buggy bullshit. Um, one of the boys starts like kind of uh, Ron Swanson tittering, uh, like just that little like, <laughs> and they're like, um, yeah, Gary, we can go to the spy shop. And he's like, yes, finally a reason <laughs> to go to the spy shop. Um, and uh, with that, they uh, they pack up and, and head out to go find some sweepers. So having um, sort of taken care of the bear boys and set up the new status quo, um, you, uh, the two of you, uh, load up the car and uh, head to. Oh, I guess you're taking a cab still uh, to the Dinkeldorf. Uh, a Dinkeldorf cab pulls up and uh, takes you to the mall. So, first order of business, uh, Everett. You need new clothes. Um, what are the two outfits you guys pick for your Elysium wear? I get my hat, my long coat, and a dress shirt again. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Elysium. I think it will be just, um, I think he'll go to a, uh, I think he'll go to a, (laughs) my abilities are like, (laughs) I can investigate real good. It's a question. So we got you regular clothes, but like, do you want to look like a cop? Do you want to look like some sort of bounty hunter? Or do you want to be like, I'm a classy gentleman. Because I feel like those three things are all kind of true about you based on the moment. But who do you want to be in vampire world? I think I'm just going to 
buy a nice holster. I think I'm just That's gonna not open carry. As good at holsters are us. You're gonna yeah. get made fun of so much though, because you're not gonna look fancy at all. You're gonna look like someone brought along a man they found outside. I mean, I'll get nice trousers and shoes and an- another shirt and maybe a tie, but I'll get a holster also. I don't know. Okay, perfect. So you're going with the I'm a cop look, but I like that about you. It's going to look nice. So, okay, boom, you'll be a cop. That's great. I'll go full gangster then, and then we'll have the range. We'll be uh, like a spectrum of criminality. Everett, would you get a standard tie or a bolo tie? You get a standard tie. I don't Ooh. think he wears bolos. Yeah. Going fancy. All right, love it. Uh, all right, um, Ryan, what does uh, full gangster look like for Ridley? So I feel like Ridley buys, like, four more backup suits because he's realized how often he ends up shirtless that he needs, like, more of his usual... And honestly, like, International Men's Warehouse will always sell you, like, five suits for $130. So, like, what could exactly. go on? Uh, and then he is buying a Don Johnson in Miami Vice suit. Just the Oof. white, it's got the shoulders, Oof. it's got the fancier, uh, like, the wide lapels kind of thing. I'd say he'll go with, a, a like, a paisley purple V-neck under it. Uh, white slacks. Uh, I think he's, it's almost bowling shoes. You know, those dress shoes that are, they'll be like purple and white, uh, the leather overly designed ones. Um, I think he'll buy a couple of gold rings so that he can like gangster up his fingers a little bit and a chain with a male symbol. Uh, and then he'll get, uh, those eighties women's sunglasses that are like huge squares. Yeah. 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 Uh, and those, and that's going to be his look for Elysium. Uh, I I love it. I love it so much. It's so weird. <laughs> and Everett's gonna get made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, I also like that. It's like, oh man, we really got to go shopping for some outfits. Iris has one. <laughs> like, we don't need to worry about that. There's invariably has like a trunk full of these. Yeah. Um, okay, great. So, uh, <laughs> and she wasn't here to advise us to make better decisions. <laughs> Yeah. Like you would have listened to her anyway. There's no fucking way. She would have been like, this is all terrible. Please just wear suits. And you would have been like, or shoulder pads. I don't know. Everett might have done better. Probably. <laughs> Everett's, just like, Everett's like just like lack of imagination and like lack of any kind of flair. <laughs> like the, the, the biggest thing is like the hat, which probably looks weird in Montreal. Yeah, the um, hat, and then I'm just imagining you in, like, suit pants, a dress shirt, a tie, and then you've just got a shoulder holster. Like, it's the most I'm a police detective at work outfit you could possibly buy. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, and him just not knowing, like, what his thing is. <laughs> Very much just that tall guy from The Simpsons who gets out of his incredibly small car and he's like, this was the largest car that I could afford. It's like, this yeah. is the nicest thing I could find. It's a tie, uh, and this shirt has all its buttons, so... Yeah, pretty nice. Just shoot at anyone who laughs at me. <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong there? Um, yeah, great. Uh, so um, with that, you are uh, on to the uh, the next stop on your your whirlwind tour, um, Ryan. You're trying to find a metal worker. Um, yes. The uh, address that comes up when uh, you get one of the bear boys to search it is uh, Iris's condo building. Great, perfect. Let's go. Uh, so you arrive at the building, uh, you talk to the doorman, it's uh, a less exciting interaction than he has with Iris, because he's not, like, vaguely in love with you guys. Um, and, uh, yep, you uh, you get to Iris's floor, um, you can hear, like, Beyonce blasting uh, through the wall from down the hall, um, but you've kind of learned, like, 
you guys have busted in on Iris a bunch, and I think it's one of those times where it's like, honestly, if we can just leave her alone this time, let's do that because we know we're going to fuck this up next time. So, like... Yeah, I think he looks to Everett as they hear the really loud Beyonce through the door, and he's like, normally I'd ask you to fucking out, but I feel like she needs this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, particularly hard on her, I think. I I don't think she enjoyed her stint as uh, Lurlene, so... Maybe let this one lie. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Play that song. You're not going to jail for murder or whatever. So, okay. Uh, what's the fucking address? Uh, he's like, he just holds out the paper with it written on it to Ridley or to Everett. And he's like, so what door do I fucking knock on? And what, what do I see? I, like, I, it's it's a Google map printout. There's um, uh, basically just like a... Um, a stylized logo uh, for KM uh, Metal Solutions. Um, and, like, the address is very clear and the, the apartment number is clear. It does say call to make it's an appointment. It's in an apartment. It's in an apartment. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is, like, loft space, though, so that would probably make sense here. Okay. Yeah, we also established that that's, part, like, part of the way that the, the attack on Emily went unnoticed is there's just a metal worker down the hall who's like, I sculpt during the day. Everyone's like, great. Right, right. right. Uh, so I see the apartment number, and I see we're on the appropriate floor, and it's just a couple doors down, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just gesture over, like, down the halls, like, it's that one over there. All right, and I just go over and knock on the door. Um, you hear, like, a clang of metal and that sort of thing, um, and uh, a um, sort of, like, a, a thin guy with kind of spiky blonde hair and, like, perma-scruff. Uh, opens the door and he's like, look, I know it's getting close to nine, but like, I'm almost done these projects. So wait, wait, who the hell are you guys? Hello, we're movie producers and I'd like to pay you a bunch of money to make me things I need for our next film. Oh, that's amazing. What film is it? I love cinema. Uh, it's, it's Vampire 7, uh, the Italian Renaissance. I know it's rare. It's from Italy, so you won't have seen the prequels. But it's very important that we get this made quick. Okay. Uh, well, listen. I'm in the middle of making a weirdly creepy zebra statue that, for some reason, is very spiky and will invariably end up in a marketplace somewhere where kids will look at it and say, "Why the fuck is that there?" And everyone will be like, "Art." Uh, so it's really important <laughs> I finish that. But uh, once I'm done with spiky zebra, I'd be happy to help. See, I understand where you're at on that, but what I'm telling you is I want to pay you a bunch of money, but I need what I need for tomorrow. So if you can delay the spiky zebra what the fuck for a day and I can just get this done overnight, then I can pay you a bunch of money and we'll both be happy. Okay, you'll also need to pay off the bylaw officers who will no doubt come by and ticket me for doing metal work overnight. But, I mean, fuck it, I'm kind of high. I, uh, I'm happy to do this. Uh, just, you know, pay, pay them off if you don't mind. Oh, oh that's my uh, fucking man. Oh, God, I'm going to have to... Sorry, I got a cool, weird, kinky fuck buddy thing going on with uh, my neighbor down the hall. Uh, it's no big deal, but it's hot. Oh, I was going to get into that tonight, but uh, I guess I'll just have to delay it. Well, I mean, which neighbor is it? Because I know Iris Dunn <laughs> right over there. Yeah, that's her, that's her. She is a freak, man. Yeah, what's she into? I'm curious. I don't know much about her personal life. Oh, man. Uh, Mr. Uh, producer, I don't know uh, how important that is to our uh, movie project. That we're oh, it's both... not, but we can spare a minute. He's already agreed to take the work. So, like, what's she into? What are you doing? like, we don't want to take away from this uh, artist's time. All right, so uh, Tyler, uh, time I need you to roll the... Essence. 
a uh, I think Everett is just uncomfortable. <laughs> like it's yeah. not even like a it's not strategy. Thing. It's personal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna need uh, persuasion and I think resolve. <laughs> just like i don't want this um and then ryan uh for you persuasion and charisma please where's my persuasion i don't have any okay <laughs> two successes <laughs> and remember how many hunger die you got tyler because you got a ton yeah i've got three hunger and i can only roll two dice so but they're both successes Two versus two. Um, unfortunately, it's a it's a stalemate. Um, so he just kind of says, uh, "Okay, I, I tell you what. Like, it, it seems like your hired muscle here uh, is is pretty uncomfortable. Um, why, why don't I tell you about it when you come to pick up uh, pick up the stuff?" You know what? That makes sense. He's not tremendously sexually liberated. This one, uh, mm. you know, from Texas. Cyrus so, Dunn will change what... that. I can tell you. Oh. I fucking believe that's possible. Uh, so can we come in? This feels like an awkward conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Come on in. Come on in. Uh, don't mind the cocaine. Um, and sure enough, there's just like a small pile over by his weird metalworking. It is indeed a spiky-ass zebra. Okay, cool. So I need a couple of things from you, and I brought the raw materials that I think you'll need. Uh, and he just empties out a bag, and it's just full of, like, silver knives and the, the steaks and shit that they had. And he's like, so this is all silver. And because it's a vampire movie, I need you to recreate some bullets for me. Now, they're, they're real because we shoot fake vampires with them. So can you make these? Uh, and he shows, like, like a handful of bullets that they have left. He's like, I need these out of that. And he points to the fucking pile of shit on the like, ground. Uh, I, man, I don't know how to make bullets. I mean, I can make the casing, sure, but, like, I don't know how to pack gunpowder or anything. That's crazy. Okay, then just make the casings in the end and let the powder be my own fucking problem to deal with. The okay. other thing I need is the most decisive prop of the franchise. It's going to be brand new for this movie, and it's going to be big. Because what you know about vampires? Bad with silver. They fucking hate silver, which is why we need a weapon that a vampire can use to kill other vampires. That's the big twist of the seventh one. So what I need is leather gloves, like thick leather gloves. So imagine this vampire was a grappler, you know? That's, he likes to get in close. So what I need you to do is make finger covers at the top of the gloves that are silver that go to points so they're spiky and bladed and he can just rip people with them of the fingers and the thumbs. And then across the knuckles, I need you to make silver knuckle dusters with a little bit of spiky bits. So if he's punching them, if he's wrestling, if he's grappling, if he's tearing, it'll fuck up those vampires. And then, because he's a vampire, this character, you know, is fucking complicated. Like Blade, he needs Daywalker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we call we don't call him that because we don't want to have these legal problems, which is why instead of a sword, we're doing this thing. Uh, and then I need a sheath for him. So, you know, like a scabbard. And it would go to small of his back, like it would fit under a jacket, let's say, like this one. Uh, he just waves his jacket. And he's like, so the gloves sit there, and he can just reach back and put his hands in them and take them out without having to touch the silver. And then he can put them away without having to touch the silver so he could be, you know, a vampire fighting grappling monster. Can you fucking make those gloves? I mean, I, I can try. I'll have to call my leather working buddy because I don't really do that. I'm a metal working guy. But yeah, we can probably do that. Uh, listen, what, what actor is doing it? Is it someone big? I bet it's someone famous. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to say it's exactly who you think it is. If you have a deep thought. Oh, shit. Idris Elba, vampire hunter. But wait, he would look I, terrible in a jacket like that. Well, 
That's why I said like, you know. Mm. I'm not going to tell you it's Idris Elba, and I'm not going to tell you that it's a cape instead of a jacket. What I'm going to say is make it so that it would go under this jacket and make it to match my hands. <laughs> and very similar to Idris Elba's. You'd think they're bigger, but they're not. They're exactly this size. That's why I had to come. Uh, all right, man. This this seems good. Um, how much are you going to pay? And I'm going to need half up front. <clears throat> Great. What I'm thinking is uh, you keep a third of the silver and then you can fucking sell that. I don't think that's how payment works. It's just random silver. It's it's not really worth that much. You, you brought me a bunch of like dinnerware. No, no, no. You melt it down. It's, it's this value. Uh, and he like takes out his phone and he realizes he can't do it. And he's like, you know, my associate is going to show you the value per ounce of silver right now. Do it, muscle. <laughs> and Everett, who we did not talk about this at all beforehand, is just kind of like, uh, a lot. Uh, use, use your phone. Show him a dollar amount. You can fucking do this. Yeah, so yeah. Hang after on. several minutes of awkward Googling, um, you come to an agreement that, yes, this does indeed seem like a decent amount. Um, he also makes you promise to put in a good word for him with uh, Iris. Um, and uh, having uh, concluded your business there, um, Tyler, it is now time to go meet uh, Jocelyn St. James. Um, Ryan, was there anything else you wanted to do before you kind of tuck in for the, the night? Um, or are you going to meet her as well? Yeah, I think he'd ask her. He's like, you want me to go with you to meet this fucking burning vampire murderer? Uh doesn't matter to me one way or another i think uh i think you're a part of this you know she's gonna probably require your talents just as much as mine or iris's uh all right well i guess i'll go with you because i can't commit myself with a voice to anything i don't fucking know about so let's go fucking find out what the fuck's going on hey i i I just got a quick uh question uh you mentioned your your boys. You've given them a trip to Barbados. Are you going to do the same thing with them that you just did in there? Are you just going to give a bunch of raw silver to like a travel agent? Because I want to tell you up front, that's not going to work again. No, I've got a bunch of fucking money. It's fine. That's why I run a criminal empire. See, you like to sleep at a desk and not do anything. And I'm a big fan of, you know, putting fingers in pies, running protection rackets, selling crooked things. Oh, yeah, I also got a bunch of drugs. Uh, And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out nine vials of drag. And he's like, they were fucking selling this to that club when everyone became uh, vampire-frenzied monsters. You think the two are related? (laughs) I do, indeed, yeah. Interesting. We should look into this later. And he puts it back in his pocket. He's like, but let's go and beat the psychopath first. <laughs> the um, other psychopath. <laughs> uh, and so um, with that and with uh, the vials of Drac in hand, uh, you make your way to go meet Jocelyn St. James, who incidentally is very excited to talk to you about that very substance. This episode of Blood and Serum features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Dum Dums and Dice logos are done by Decapitated Markers. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. 
and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also buy merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, and you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Second X. Jordan Neesmith and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. <laughs>